0: Jesus is finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is
1: Jesus. The Bible says in John 3:16 that for God so loved the
0: world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And hello, everyone, and welcome to a program. The truth will set you free. Bible prophecy edition. I'm Big Batista, along with my co-host Nathan Jones, with Lamplight Ministry, and we thank you for being part of today's program. We have a great program prepared for you today, so we'd love for you to stay tuned, get your Bibles ready, and study the Word of God with us. We have a message that we have titled, Rivers of Life, as we turn to Ezekiel chapter 46 and chapter 47. So we ask that you stay tuned. For those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so they can follow along as well. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer.
1: Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to continue to study your word in Ezekiel. Uh, Lord, we thank you for all those who've tuned in, especially at the beginning of this series, now a year ago. Uh, But there's so much that we can learn about you and about the future that you have, the glorious future you have planned. So, Lord, we pray you'll just bless our time in your precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. Again, you're tuned into our Truth to Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista and Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. The message for today, again, is Rivers of Life as we look at the book of Ezekiel. And of course, before continuing, I welcome my co-host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, what a blessing it is to be back together.
1: Yes, man. Good to be back each and every week studying God's Word. And uh, it's just one of the highlights of my week. So I hope for you all tuned in. It's yours as well.
0: Oh, Nathan, it's so much fun. And uh, from time to time, you and I are on the road or we're asked to go to different places and maybe share a message. You have the opportunity as well, right, Nate, to be able to uh, take advantage of uh, being on some radio programs, Jan Markell and some others. And uh, and it's a lot of fun to be able to do that as well, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Boy, uh, Jan Markell has a fantastic radio program, Understanding the Times. I was on Spiritual Encounters with Casper McLeod, uh, wonderful pastor and a gifted musician. Uh, J.B. Hickson, Dr. Hickson's podcast, uh, Not By Works. Uh, so this is January and going into February, and woo, it already is shaping up to be a big year. And you just came from a conference too, right?
0: Nathan, as a matter of fact, yes, we were invited. Uh, this is my second year. They invited us out to a wonderful church in Ocala, Florida, and uh, it's, it's a wonderful ministry, College Road Baptist Church uh, in Ocala. And they, uh, their pastor loves prophecy. And they have a wonderful couple there that put this uh, conference together. Uh, and they have me speak, do uh, the, uh, the conference in bilingual because they have a very mixed audience. And it had to do with uh, um, where are we today in Bible prophecy so I was able to share a uh, a, a, a message having to do with uh, how do we prepare ourselves in the last days and also um, uh, how do we look at Bible prophecy, uh, especially the second coming, more from a telescopic point of view uh, in chronological order, if you will. So it was a fantastic conference and individuals can find that, Nathan, uh, on Facebook, the org Uh and uh, it was really a wonderful, wonderful weekend. So it's fun, Nathan, right? When we get to do these. Yeah, yeah.
1: Bilingual, huh? So English and Klingon?
0: Actually, <laughs> English and Espanol. Espanol. <laughs>
1: okay yeah that's good
0: yeah well you're right because when we say bilingual that can have a lot of other languages in there Nathan so yes I'm primarily uh Spanish from the Dominican Republic so I barely speak Spanish and English I always joke like that so I'm bilingual
1: oh you're one of the best bilingual preachers I've ever met so uh, any church would be glad to to contact you and and have you come and speak in both languages, especially as the country becomes more and more Hispanic. It is really important to learn Spanish. I unfortunately haven't learned. I tried and uh, in preparation for going to Nicaragua at a conference down there with our good friend, Donald Dolmison. Man, I think I used up all my Spanish in 10 minutes.
0: Oh wow! Well, Nathan, that's a wonderful thing. They have so many tools now that to help us learn different languages. So um, I'm sure you'll be able to uh, uh, to pick it up. But you're absolutely right. If anybody uh, uh, needs us to come and share, whether it's in Spanish or English, they can reach out to us. And Nate, maybe somebody's new to our ministry. Will you be able to share with them a, a little bit about our ministry and the resources so they can also uh, get a hold of us?
1: Well, you've tuned into the truth will set you free it's the podcast outreach of lamb and lion ministries we're a bible prophecy teaching ministry and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of jesus christ uh we want you to get excited about the lord's return as much as we are so check us out on our website at christinprophecy.org or download our lamb lion app
0: and of course take advantage of those amazing resources uh, and that will help you grow in your relationship with the lord Nathan, speaking of resources, you and I have been making our way through the book of Ezekiel, and it's amazing. We are almost at the end of the book of Ezekiel. We were looking at Ezekiel chapter 46 in our last segment, and uh, it was just uh, an an amazing—Ezekiel is an amazing book, and uh, we were talking about this uh, prince uh, as we look at the new temple in the time of the millennium that is going to be built— And Nathan, you asked me a question and you said, Vic, who do you think this prince is? And of course, I didn't know the answer. So I threw it back at you.
1: (laughs) Of course you knew the answer. Well, the Bible prophesies to recap that that King David is still promised rulership over Jerusalem. So even though Jesus rules the world during the millennial kingdom, uh, King David is promised to rule under him in his stead. And so that's. What I believe is what we're seeing here is is King David ruling over the Jewish people during the Millennial Kingdom.
0: And Nathan, and I have to be in agreement with that because I think it's just fantastic. I mean, when you go to Israel today, King David still plays a huge role uh, as the hero, if you will. And why not have that hero come back uh, uh, when it comes to the time of the millennium and, uh, and also with the rebuilt temple? So we're very excited about uh, this teaching in Ezekiel, and we're going to uh, pick it up in verse 18 of chapter 46 in case someone missed any of our other episodes. We invite you to get your Bibles ready and follow along with us as we continue in this amazing study in the book of Ezekiel. Nathan, will you be able to read for us verses 18 uh, through 21, and I'll pick it up in verses 22 through 24 in case someone doesn't have a Bible?
1: Okay, and I'll be reading from the New King James if Vic and I get to any weird Old Testament style uh, measurements, <laughs> we'll switch to the New Living Translation, which gives us their modern equivalent. So verse 18, 21, moreover, the prince shall not take any of the people's inheritance by evicting them from their property. He shall provide an inheritance for his sons from his own property so that none of my people may be scattered from his property. Now he brought me through the entrance, which was at the side of the gate, into the holy chambers of the priests, which faced towards the north. And there a place was situated at their extreme western end. And he said to me, This is the place where the priests shall boil the trespass offerings and sin offerings, and where they shall bake the grain offerings, so that do not bring them out into the outer court to sanctify the people. Then he brought me out into the outer court, and caused me to pass by the four corners of the court. In fact, in every corner of the court, there was another court
0: and verse 22 says in the four corners of the court, were enclosed court, 40 cubits long and 30 wide, all four corners were the same size. There was a row of building stones all around in them and all around the four, uh, four of them and cooking herds were made under the row of stones all around. And verse 24, I love this. And he said to me, these are the kitchens where the ministers of the temple shall boil the sacrifices of the people. Nathan, I just love this. Everywhere we turn, there's celebration, there's food, there's there there's enjoyment, and uh, here we even have a kitchen. I love this. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, folks, uh, earlier, because uh, we here now in the section where Ezekiel chapters 40 through 48, are descriptions in detail of the temple worship during the Millennial Kingdom. Not the third temple that the Jewish people are prophesied to build, but the one Jesus himself builds and it's supposed to be 40 miles square. I mean, this is the size of a city, and the people stream to it, and we read about quite a lot of sacrifices, and we're like, well, animal sacrifices? Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. We don't need animal sacrifices, and you're right, we don't. We don't need animal sacrifices, but the Jewish people are promised to be a priestly people during the Millennial Kingdom. They bring the Gentile nations up to see Jesus, and so that's a lot of guests, and that's a lot of food preparation, and that's exactly what we're reading here. There's all sorts of food preparation for the, the great parties, the celebrations, the, the Feast of Tabernacles that the world will celebrate with Jesus when they go to see him at least once a year. And uh, just checking the New Living Translation about the four corners of the earth, uh, corpse were enclosed 40 cubits long and 30 wide. That's equivalent to 70 feet long and 52 and a half feet wide. Vic, that is a big kitchen.
0: Nathan, let me tell you, and there's a lot of people to be fed, and I just love, you know, Nathan, I love this. Here you have these priests, and in a sense, they were somewhat bivocational because they had their duties, they had their responsibility, they were priests, meaning they were uh, 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 instructing people in the things of God, but at the same time, they also did practical work. They were cooking, they were preparing things, and... uh, uh, uh this, this uh, past weekend, I was teaching on Mark chapter 6, speaking about Jesus, his father being a carpenter, and Jesus also being by Or Sometimes people never thought of Jesus working uh, with wood and carving and doing things and doing ministry. And, and it's just an amazing thing where you're able to serve God and also do practical things.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, people are under this assumption that when you're dead, we sit on clouds like bunch of ghosts and play harps all day long. I mean, that's nonsense. Uh, it's, that's an ethereal heaven. And so here, this kingdom on earth here that Jesus wants to do is a physical, tangible kingdom. It's not a bunch of spirits floating around, you know, it's, there's, we have real bodies that those of us who've been resurrected were in our glorified eternal bodies, but those in our earthly bodies who survived the tribulation and got saved and then, go into this millennial kingdom and repopulate the earth, their children and their grandchildren and so forth uh, will all be there and they'll all celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And so they'll come up to Jerusalem at least once a year, visit Jesus, hear his law, and he provides for them. You know, he's got all this food that's being prepared, these sacrifices as they're, they're called. And so, yeah, they're not sacrifices for salvation because faith in Jesus will continue to be, Uh, the only thing that matters by grace through faith. And so, yeah, yeah, it's amazing when you think about how much food that would be prepared for all these people. Nathan, and that's why
0: I think the millennium is fascinating, and we encourage people to take some time to read through the book of Ezekiel. Maybe you just joined us for the first time, and you happen to be uh, tuning in while we are in chapter 46 and 47. But, hey, we encourage you for homework, Take some time and read through the whole book of Ezekiel. Uh, it's just fascinating uh, what's going to happen as uh, so we talk about the millennium, the size of the temple, the activities that are going to be taking place in the millennium. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just really fascinating, Nathan. So every time I um, continue to, every time we make our way through these chapters, more and more things uh, just jump out at us uh, to show the practicality of what the millennium is going to be like, what heaven is going to be like, the plans that God has for us. We're going to be ruling and reigning with Christ here on this earth, and Nathan, you made a great point. We don't just die and suddenly we're floating in clouds and that's the end. God has some amazing things for us to do in serving him.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're retired and you're a Christian, well, (laughs) you're going back to work, but it's a wonderful work. you know. This is what the Lord has promised the saints. That we'll get to rule and reign with him, and so we're going to get to rule over the the people in their earthly bodies and the nations, and we'll watch we'll watch people get married, have kids, and then grow large and become nations. And I mean, we're going to live that long to see whole new nations form around the world. The old nations will be gone, and you know that even includes the United States. I, I don't think it'll be there. We know uh, through other passages that of course Israel will be there, Egypt will be there, Assyria uh, and Russia are the only four nations listed to exist in the, the last days. So, yeah, it's exciting to think that we will be in a world where the lifespans are long again, like a tree, where, where physical disabilities are almost non-existent, where the curse is lifted, where there's so much food, there's no more homelessness or starvation anymore, uh, people get along, the animals get along, uh, there's great joy, everybody knows the Lord uh, man, it's the, the paradise that we've been waiting for.
0: Nathan, and you made a very good point. And as we as we continue in chapter 47, we're going to see that certain things are not necessarily going to change. Sometimes people think that this whole earth is going to be a totally uh, uh, place where you will not be able to relate or, or, or even know what direction you're going. As a matter of fact, as we look at the next chapter, there are still some names that will come up that we're familiar with today. There's some some areas of the territories that we're familiar with today, and those things are still going to be there in the time of the millennium. So we invite you to pick it up with us in uh, Ezekiel chapter 47, as we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 12. Again, if you just tuned in, you're tuning into a two to set your free Bible prophecy edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones with Lamb, Lion, Ministry. Again, we're talking about... The book of Ezekiel with a message titled Rivers of Life. So Nathan, I'm going to pick it up in chapter 47 and I'll read verses 1 through 6. And uh, maybe you can you can read verses 7 through 12 in case someone doesn't have a Bible.
1: Absolutely. And this is one of the most amazing passages in, I think, the the book of Ezekiel. So so glad we're getting to it.
0: Fascinating. Verse 1, uh, chapter 47, uh, verse 1 says, and then he brought me back. To the door of the temple and there was water flowing under the threshold of the temple towards the east for the front of the temple faced east the water was flowing uh, from under the right side of the temple south of the altar he brought me out of the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gate that faces the east and there was water running on the right side verse three and when the man went out to the east with the linen in his hand he measured 1000 cubits and he brought me Uh, through the waters, and the waters came up to my ankles. And again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The waters came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000, and he brought me through the waters, and it came up to my waist. Verse 5, again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was so deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. Verse 6, he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me. And and return to me to the bank of the river.
1: In verse 7, when I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. And then he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, excuse me, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, whether the rivers go, will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be um, healed, and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be the fishermen will stand by it from Bengeti to Engelum, uh, or excuse me, Enegleum, and they will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many, but its swamps and marshes will not be healed, they will be given over to salt. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their waters flow from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be food and their leaves for medicine.
0: What an amazing passage, Nathan. We have so much information coupled here that is just fascinating. You know, Nathan, what what started to also catch my attention was just these rivers and also the uh, the amazing power uh, that was in the waters. And, and, and two places, Nathan, that kind of jumped at, uh, uh, at me right away was it, it, my thoughts went to the book of Revelation, chapter 22, uh, the end of the Bible. And then it also brought me to the book of Genesis, chapter 2, to the beginning of the Bible in the time of creation, because it also spoke about rivers. And then it also speaks about the healing power uh, of the water. But this passage is just packed with amazing things in
1: it. Yeah. So setting the stage here, what are we looking at? So when you mentioned the, the passage in Genesis, we're talking about the rivers that ran through the Garden of Eden, where the tree of life was and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life, when Adam and Eve ate from it, they remained young. Well, they, if they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They would gain the knowledge about evil, and that's when sin entered the world. So we're not talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We already have that knowledge. But we're talking about the tree of life here. Now, when we go to the end of Revelation, well, that's the tree of, of life flows from the water or grows in the waters that flow from the throne room of God in the new Jerusalem, the eternal state. But here in Ezekiel 47, we're not in the eternal state yet. We're in the millennial kingdom. And just like a river of life flows from God, from his throne, here in Jerusalem, a river of life will flow out of Jerusalem, again, representative of Jesus Christ as the, the representative of the Trinity, the, and it will flow into where? The Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea will be made alive again, proving a giant uh, illustration, you could say, is that Jesus Christ turns the dead back to life again.
0: Nathan, I love that illustration. And there's so much in here that it's just amazing. I mean, you and I have been to Israel and we've seen this deceit. This and to think, Nathan, that fresh water will someday be uh, in, in there. It's just astounding, the amazing power, the amazing healing power that God has uh, through his Holy Spirit. Uh, Nathan, I, I, I was also kind of thinking back. Here in Florida, uh, we have supposedly the, um, the the fountain of youth that was supposed to be searched <laughs> out.
1: <laughs> Whether That's it's, right. What well, conquistador was looking for that?
0: Was it Napoleon or someone, whoever, uh, or some other guy? And it was kind of funny. <laughs> What's
1: that? <laughs> he was from Spain. I, I forget. But, yeah. When you were a little kid, you learned about the Fountain of Youth in Florida. So did you find it? <laughs> I, actually,
0: I actually went there and I smelled some of the water. I didn't even want to drink it. I don't think I would have survived. <laughs>
1: uh, was it Ponce de Leon?
0: Yeah, I think it was Ponce de Leon, right.
1: Okay. Well, what's interesting was, here is we're reading about how this angel, again, this is the measuring angel that will show up again in the book of Revelation and other places, but he's, he's measuring the... The courts here and he then he's measuring this river and he goes out which is a, a thousand cubits or it's equal to one thousand seven hundred and fifty feet and then he goes another seventeen hundred and fifty feet and then another and that's when the water finally gets high enough and we assume that you know he's not a super sized angel he's probably the same size as Ezekiel here and so what we're saying is how big this river is so out of the throne of, of room of Jesus Christ in this 40 mile square temple a giant river flows out of it, flows down because you know Jerusalem will be up high, higher than it is now during the Millennial Kingdom. It'll flow into the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea will be made alive again. And, and Vic, I, I love the picture here. There's fishermen throwing nets and fishing the same waters as the Great Sea, which is the Mediterranean. So again, the Dead Sea, which you can go in it and it's kind of disgusting. You know, it's like put, getting in olive oil. It's, it's kind of Greasy a little, and nothing grows in it because the salt content's so high. But you can float in it; it's that high. You know, it's, it's disgusting and muddy, and it's hot, and there's flies. You know, it's dead; it's all dead. Uh, but it's interesting here, is that it also says part of it, the swampy areas will be left to salt, because when you go to the Dead Sea today, it's covered in salt. And Vic, we know why the Dead Sea is dead and covered in salt, right? Because that's where Sodom and Gomorrah used to be, and the Lord destroyed it with sulfur and brimstone, and it desolated what was that Lot had said was one of the most agriculturally abundant areas ever, and it had died because of the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. But when Jesus Christ returns and sets up His kingdom, He's going to make it alive again.
0: Nathan, and that's what's fascinating about this because again, we see here there what they will be doing. There's going to be activity. There's going to be fishing. I remember the disciples before the Lord called them, what were some of their uh, careers, if you will, their life. It was fishing. In other words, this is going to be amazing opportunities uh, to once again be in one with the things that people enjoy. I'm not much of a fisherman, Nathan. I uh, I get seasick. I can fish from the pier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting that jesus picked fishermen because that was his point you know uh, fishermen go looking for fish and the apostles many of them were fishermen they went looking for people Uh, jesus himself obviously it was you had to know how to fish back then to live and so here we're again given the same imagery of fishermen fishing in what used to be a dead sea but that'll be live again and uh it's it's a beautiful story because it shows that jesus christ does that to ourselves. When we're spiritually dead, he gives us his spirit, his living water, and we can become live again.
0: And what's fascinating too, uh, the, the verse 10 where it speaks about the classes of fish, their fish will be of the same kind as the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many, today we have saltwater fish, I guess, and then you also have those that grow in the ponds and in the rivers. And yet here we see this healing power uh, coming together and these amazing, they call them great fish, reminds me of Jonah. Jonah was, fa- was swallowed by a, a great fish, some say the whale, right, Nathan? And it's just going to be amazing uh, uh, the way that these healing waters are going to produce amazing
1: uh, food for the, the people of the earth. I know just think someday vic you and i are going to go to what was called the dead sea maybe be called the alive sea and you know it's just a little water at the bottom now i mean it most of it is is just cliff sides like and and all but that will fill to the top so this is going to be really deep it's going to be like block nest, you know it's really deep but it's all fresh water and we're going to remember the days when we went back to it and was dead and we're seeing the live and it, it's a testimony to the entire planet of the saving work of Jesus Christ. I, uh. I love John ten ten. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So not only is when Jesus returns, he brings life to the dead uh, in our resurrection, but he brings life to the inhabitants of those persecuted by the Antichrist. He takes a planet that's almost dead and rebuilds it into the millennial era of this earth. He takes a sea that's dead and he makes it alive. And his salvation makes everybody alive again. Jesus is the source of life. And uh, it's, it's just a beautiful picture to see how the Dead Sea, it will be a living testimony of the salvific work of Jesus Christ.
0: Nathan, that's a very good point. Because, again, in the time of the tribulation, I mean, the world is going to be devastated. And yet the Lord, the creator of all things, is going to, again, restore this earth. And it's going to bring life back. There will be no more war practice. There will be no more weapons of war. And it's just going to be an amazing place uh, for people to come and to live and enjoy. And maybe you're, you're part of this program right now and, and you don't have a relationship with God. Uh, maybe the enemy has come and stole things from you and destroyed much of what you worked for. God wants to restore your life uh, spiritually spiritually. God wants you to to come closer to him. Uh, God has amazing plans for you, and it starts in a relationship with the Lord. And uh, I hope that you will take the opportunity to consider starting a relationship with God because he loves you. It has a wonderful plan for your life. And Nathan, maybe there is someone out there who feels like their life is just salty. There's nothing going on, uh, uh, that they need uh, the fresh water, the fresh healing of God, those fresh rivers to flow through their hearts, how might they be able to start their relationship with the Lord even right now? Well, we
1: must re- realize as Romans 3.23 teaches that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And because we're sinners, Romans 6.23 tells us, for the wages of sin is death, eternal death and hell is what it means. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates, his own love for us. And this that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. His death on the cross put, provided the life that we need to bring us back from the dead and that sentence to hell. Romans 8, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. So do you want that life? Do you want to be freed from the sin that's got you? And Romans 109 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, pray from your heart. Lord Jesus, you, I want as Lord of my life, forgive me of my sins, please, and be my Savior. Jesus will forgive you of your sins, will wash your guilt away, and you will inherit eternal life with him.
0: Praise the Lord. And if maybe you pray that prayer for the first time and you trust it in Christ, Nathan Jones and myself would love to uh, hear from you. You can give us a call at 305-992-9537 or check us out here at ChristinProphecy.org. We'd love to give you a Bible and study, guys, so that you can grow in your relationship with the Lord. And we want to congratulate you on starting this journey with God. Also want to encourage you, find a good Bible teaching church, be part of it, let them know you accepted the Lord and be baptized. And it's a wonderful thing to see what God will do in your life if you so choose to continue uh, in his path. And this is the first step, and we want to congratulate you for that. And Nathan, you and I get super excited when people come to know the Lord or when they reach out back to us and let us know how God is using them, uh, his Holy Spirit, in their lives.
1: Yeah, please get in touch with us. Uh, You go through Christofprophecy.org, click Contact. That'll go to me. And uh, Vic just gave you a number there if you need to talk to somebody. We'd love to hear from you. You can also email us at lamblion at lamblion.com. And uh, we'd love to share the gospel with you and, again, help you get excited about the Lord's soon return like we're excited.
0: Praise the Lord. And the Lord is coming back soon. And, of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. We thank you for being part of today's program as we talked about the rivers of life. And we hope that you can tune into our next upcoming programs. And, of course, Vic Batista and Nathan Jones say goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful day. says in John 3 16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal